Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting startup founders share their stories and strategies. They also deliver tangible lessons learned along the way that you can apply to your own startup. Each episode is a true masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my special guest today is Brian Dyer. Brian, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Morning, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, It's good to be with you. Appreciate you uh, taking time on a Saturday to uh, in your busy schedule, and and uh, I think that uh, you want you mentioned one of your roles was DAD, so I know mm-hmm. that that's, that's going to take some of the time today. But if if you and I were at a networking event, tell me how you would introduce yourself to me. Uh, I would I would describe myself as a a lover of the business tr- trench, so the trenches of business, the dark kind of side, to uh, the kind of the foreign territory that exists in business, just diving into the details and, and figuring things out. I love spending as much as I time as I can in that space. Um, I'm currently the owner and operator of three different companies, um, all multi-million dollar companies, award-winning businesses. I'm the, I'm the chief financial and operating officer for all three companies. And I'm also a business coach, business partner, and I help other companies um, in a similar fashion um, as as an additional thing. So I'm pretty busy, but uh, in a busy in a way that I love. So, so what are those three areas? The the three businesses. What areas are they in? So two are manufacturing, mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing companies, and another is a, a dealership um, company that kind of facilitates sales for one of the business's products. Okay. Yeah. Manufacturing has been a space that I've spent a lot of time in. So that's kind of been the niche that I've, you know, personally worked in the most. And uh, it's a wild world in manufacturing. And so, but it's one that I've learned to love. So nobody just went to sleep one night and woke up like Rip Van Winkle and said, now I own three businesses here, or co-own three businesses, and they're all multi-million dollar industries. So Take us back in that timeline and kind of walk us through the journey of how you, you know, arrived today. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to reflect back because I think we wake up every day kind of looking forward, looking at what challenges are right in front of us. And so uh, it, it is it is also good to look back and kind of reflect on that um, that journey. I, I, I worked for a, I, I became a CFO for a pretty large manufacturing company near nine figures mm-hmm. in revenue. Um, and I, about nine years ago, I moved to a smaller company where I felt like I could make a bigger impact. Um, and so I became the CFO of this smaller company. Uh, it was a pretty stagnant company. It wasn't growing at all. And so I worked with the owners of that company to, to create a plan for growth. And as a part of that plan, I earned ownership in it. Um, so I became an owner in this company, um, about five years ago, I started a second company. So completely different industry, um, got a business partner and we started a brand new manufacturing company. Um, and at the same time, I was a recently turned uh, full-time dad. So um, had that, had, had my hands full uh, running, you know, one company that was already multi-million dollar company, uh, starting one from scratch and just a full-time parenting role 
um, it was, it was pretty intense. So, um, you know, as a part of that, you know, I, I think, I mean, a lot of the lessons in this book, I kind of tell you the transition to this book. Um, I was so busy that it was hard to find time to kind of have some stillness or some peace Mm. just felt like every waking moment it was just go. So I started waking up earlier and earlier in the morning. It's part of my book, but there's a a process that I went through and I, I'm crazy. Now I I wake up at three 57 AM, uh, every, every weekday. Wow. And yeah. Um, and that was intentional to try and find time just to sit in the stillness of the morning and think, um, I've always been a lover of podcasts and audiobooks and part of my own self-development. I feel like I've learned so much from other people. Mm-hmm. And in that stillness in the morning, I just started writing down my own lessons, just like what was I learning on a daily basis? And I just started writing every day and I, and I kept it up for quite a while. Um, and fast forward two years of daily lessons, um, trying to grow, you know, these businesses, uh, there was a random podcast I was listening to and there was a young guy, he was going to college and he just, and he said he had just finished writing his second self-help book. And my first response was, wow, like, what is this young guy, you know, know about life to be writing these books. (laughs) And from that moment, I looked at what I had written a little differently. I, and I, and I realized he had done something that I hadn't, he had actually like gone through the process of like, right. Actually turning, get it down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a different challenge, you know, uh, writing kind of short lessons and trying to put, build a format for it. And, uh, so I took that challenge. I turned those lessons into my current book, the business piece. Um, and what, 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 feels special about that is that those lessons I wrote down at a time where the successes that I've experienced were unknown. Like they were in process. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know, you know, what the companies would grow to. I didn't know if it'd be a failure. Um, but it turned out to be kind of lessons in the, in the business trench that were kind of raw. Yeah. And and so putting those into a book, it, it just, it feels afterwards kind of like a, a unique uh, story of lessons that came like real time. Right. right. And you don't, uh, you don't have three businesses. you got six because uh, you, the three kids at home, three I mean, kids. I've got four kids. It is, it was like running four completely unrelated businesses. Oh, <laughs> it it's uh, it was a 24, seven, seven, uh, but it worth every, every minute of it. But, uh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was not for the faint of heart for sure. There, I, I tell people there are three types of books I will never, ever write. I'll never write a book on parenting, <laughs> marriage, or humility because <laughs> all three of those, I would probably fail out very shortly after I wrote that book. So and uh, it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned that, you know, this book just kind of grew out of, you know, your journaling, you know, your, your life lessons and, it is amazing. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such an important practice and has been, you know, we've had 250 guests on here and from 30 different countries and how often they, they mention that they journal really, uh, that they, that they do capture their thoughts, you know, somehow. Um, I mean, I, I started getting up early too. And, and the, the first, I mean, early, 
man, I'm sleeping in compared to you, but, uh, you know, getting <laughs> up around five o'clock and just that no. first hour and a half of the morning or so before the day really starts, you know, for everybody else yeah, is so productive. My head is so clear. Uh, it's so quiet, you know, and peaceful and, and that I get, I get my work done then, and then I can, you know, help everybody else do their stuff after that. So you're, you're, you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language there. Cause there's, there's, there's an absolute almost life hack to that time um, to, to, to shift some of that work that doesn't have to be done during normal hours to hours, you know, that you find time for. And you're right. You're more efficient. You're undistracted in both times, right? Then you can yep. come back and not have that on your mind when you're with your kids. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's more it's more than just finding time. It's like the quality of those times it improves as well. Oh, and I, I am certainly a morning person. I mean, I I am much more clear and lucid first thing in the morning. And now mid afternoon, I might as well just go find a, a hammock somewhere and take a nap. But if I'm in meetings in the middle of the afternoon, it's like. You know, I, I try. It's like I got adult ADHD. I, I'm just everything shiny and distracting. And yeah, it's hard to focus. But yeah, this podcast is not about the host. This is about Brian Dyer. So, Brian, I am, <laughs> I'm curious to it's I mean, you said it kind of nonchalantly. You said, yeah, I was working with this manufacturing company. Then we just decided to start another one in completely unrelated, you know, uh, industry. So that's a that's a pretty big leap, even though it's kind of the same thing. It's just you know, completely different. So did you see like an unmet need that you just, you know, you thought, Hey, there's a, there's an itch out there. We're going to scratch it. Um, what, one of, one of the things that I write about in my book and, and it's absolutely a way that I, I, I try and operate. is just, just an experimentation. Like I, I feel like I work in a lab, you know, every day, just trying different things to see what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, even as we, I build a team, like when, when I'm interviewing people, um, part of the culture that we try and find is just that people kind of consider themselves as part scientist, mm. um, in whatever world they're, they're, they're working in, they're going to have, you know, each person's going to have a unique kind of perspective for, because they're in proximity closer to a certain part of the, the work than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And if they can be feel free to kind of try new things, um, it's pretty wild what you can, you know, it just comes up as a, just as a part of that. And so this second company, um, just as a part of growing, you know, we were looking at, um, so I was, you know, I'm experienced with, you know, fiberglass, metal fabrication, um, woodworking, there, there's a bunch of different things. So we were looking at different products, just trying to grow, trying different things. We talked about building, I mean, we, we failed on different products um, multiple times before this one, you know, I fast forward through some of those hard lessons to say we started this successful company. Well, we failed a lot before we, you know, hit a product that, um, you know, took off. And so, you know, I think just feeling free to try new things um, that just became a way of, of operating. And so when you're operating like that, when you're trying new things all the time and you're trying to grow that combination is pretty like, that's a good combination. Mm -hmm. um, and it ended up in a, in a new company that's kind of blown up and been really successful, tough to keep up with that good challenge. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it, 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 it came from failure. It came from just striving to get better and, um, and really caring about the people that I work with. If you're working in a company that's not growing, it's really hard to help the people that you work with grow. You know, yeah. they have their own personal financial goals. And like, if you're not growing as a company, you know, how do you give somebody a raise? You know, mm -hmm. you start to have to question these things and then you're forcing them to kind of look elsewhere. Um, it's a brutal scenario. So growing just growth and trying to improve, um, to be successful just in a, in a business, it just, it, it seems like it has to happen to continue to take care of your team. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it kind of resulted from that and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been really rewarding to, you know, these have taken off. We won, you know, manufacturer of the year in our state. We won coolest thing made in the state in the industry, you know, that we're in, we were acknowledged as the number one, you know, in our industry trailer by an independent party. And, um, it's just, it's just great. And really I'm, I, I'm proud of like what it means to the team that I work with. Um, just the pride that, you know, a team has when, when you, when you're successful. I mean, I'm just, I'm guessing here, but uh, based on where you live, I, it has to be somehow related to sustainability, skiing, or tiny houses. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because we, we've taken our product to a tiny home uh, festival. So the one that we started is called Bean Trailer. If, if you were to look it up, it's a teardrop uh, camping trailer. Mm, those are cool. Yeah. It has yeah. the kitchen off the back end. Yep. Yeah. yeah there's those are a galley on the back. Yeah. yeah. And then the inside interior, if you look it up, um, pretty decent uh, social media following as well. But, um, you know, it's been, yeah, it's it's just been fun uh, to, to find success and, um, you know, to see the people that you're working with on a daily basis, just be excited and proud and, you know, of the path that you're on. And, um, you know, yeah, I just feel th that feels so good just being responsible for their success. And, uh, you know, it's, it's part of, it's part of what I felt like I need, you know, that there were some lessons that I'd written down in this book that I, I felt like, you know, they were important and others could potentially learn from. It's uh, I'm, I I didn't get a chance to obviously read the entire book that I, you know, you sent me a PDF copy of it, but I was trying to kind of hit some of the high points as, and just as prepping for this, this chat we're going to have today. And it was really interesting, the, the animals that you chose to kind of depict the different, you know, the different facets of, of business. Um, I had a little bit of a, of a crazy epiphany, you know, as I was reading through that and we have two massive hawks that are, that are nesting and they have for the last three or four years in our yard, a big tree in the backyard and they've nest in there. You know, I see them around all the time. And it was interesting. I was almost seeing in this Hawks behavior, like all four facets of the things that you mentioned, you know, with the focus, the, the attack, the, you know, protection, the pro providing for, you know, this Hawk kind of embodied all of those facets, you know, that you were, you were talking about. So it was really Kind of an interesting, you know, connection there as I was looking through your book. But uh, you're the author. Kind of, kind of <laughs> hit the hits, hit a couple of high points of the book itself, and maybe the four major, you know, categories or business practices that you know related to the animals that are kind of depicted behind you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it, it is interesting. Even 
even as you you mentioned that hawk um you know um part of part of seeing this um and and seeing these animals and and the the instincts that they have um once you know learning seeing these things it's it's almost like you're able to trigger a way of operating just by thinking of these these animals you know Mm -hmm. these beasts and so you know the four the four beasts that are kind of the combination of of a lot of the lessons that i learned um are the great horned owl which you know seeing into the darkness seeing things you know that aren't in the light that you can find that make a difference um there's processes that you can go through to find those things there's places you can put yourself into to find those things that matter the lion um owning everything in your world and the success of your team um just complete ownership of your life um and the mindset you know to be you know it's the lion's king of beasts because of its mentality you know it's not the biggest the fastest smartest um there's a way it operates that you know gives gives it that title uh the cheetah you know attack mode I, I feel like speed to action is a true differentiator in success um how quickly you can move from identifying a problem to action um is just a night and day difference in 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 speed of which you can uh attack um and the honey badger um the baddest critter in the woods yeah uh just a completely resilient uh undaunted unfazed things that come out it just kind of shrugs if it shrugs at all um it it is focused on what it cares about and it's just unconcerned with some of the distractions you know that come along its way uh you know it's a pretty powerful combination you know, those, the instincts that those, you know, four beasts exhibit. And so um, there's times when, you know, you feel like making an excuse where I think of the lion, you know, there's times where I don't know exactly what to do right now. And I'm just like, okay, great horned owl mode, try and find it. You got to find it. You got to hunt for it. See what, see what's going to make the difference. Speed to action cheetah, right? If you feel like you haven't made a difference, you haven't moved, um, just triggering that. You can, you can in a in a second by thinking about it just kind of change your your mental state yeah and and act in a different way and then you know the honey badger just just anything that comes up you know it's almost like a just I, I give examples in there there's a there's an and response and there's a Roger that um, kind of response to challenges it's it's just it's a part of it's it's a part of the work and. Um, it's a life's about choices. Uh, so what are you going to do about it? Right. Something happened. What are you going to do? And, uh, so it's, it's, there's a lot of kind of sub stories to all that, but, um, yeah, it's been a powerful thing. Just even as I put that framework to it, just to see myself utilizing those bees to trigger myself to act in a, in a different and better way. So, you know, hopefully it's, it's useful for other people. I know it's been helpful for me just in writing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been fun. 
So, you know, every, every author that writes something like that, they say, you know, I wrote it because it's cathartic to me, but uh, I think it's also, <laughs> you know, that, that it, hopefully it does have application and it does, it, it certainly will. I mean, you know, we're not, nobody's on an Island here. So, yeah. and we, we are encountering the same issues and we need the same, you know, kind of you know, triggers and, and solutions that, that, you know, to help us walk through those, those issues we're going to face. But um, I've you this this question that I I really like this question that uh, it's a great segue point as well because you just mentioned you know starting this business kind of in an unrelated area but if if everything shut down overnight and you were starting again from scratch you know you still had kind of your the same experiences and and know how but you you just almost like okay my bank account looks like a big fat zero right now so. <laughs> What would you do tomorrow? And you it's can't say I'd build teardrop trailers because that's <laughs> as, as nice as they are. It's a great it's a great question. I love questions like that that kind of take you deep to analyze the lessons that you've learned. Um, I I think that you know related even related to the the beast analogy. I think as humans we evolve in the environment we put ourselves in, I would, I would identify a place where I wanted to work. I would, mm. I would, I would identify a kind of and type of work that I wanted to do. And whether it's a part-time side gig, whether it was a full-time commitment, if I was a zeros, it may have to be a, a side, a side gig while, um, you know, I found something to provide for my, you know, my family, but, um, create time to put yourself in a space that you want to start evolving in. So I would find someone who was doing exactly what I wanted to, or as close to it. And if I had to work for free, I would, I would figure out a way to put myself in that space um, and start just evolving there, improving, start working, you know, and as a part of that answer, once you found that, once I found that opportunity and once I had had it and was in it, um, I would, I, as far as a lesson that I've learned in the past and something I would use tomorrow, um, I would, I would spend my time more intentionally mm. and, and, and by that, I, I mean, we spend a lot of time on non-priorities. Um, I know I have more in the past than I've tried, you know, to, to get better and better at that. But you know, if I were to ask you how much time you thought, you know, the average person spent just on pure entertainment, right? Like TV, movies, stuff that isn't like self-improving. Why, what, what would you guess on, a, on an average week? What would you, what would you guess the average person spends consuming like pure entertainment? I would say it's almost equivalent to their work week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. So it's, it's approaching 30 hours, 28 is the average. Um, it's crazy. What a 20, waste. 28 hours a week. And what is absolutely wild to think about is over the course of a year, that's almost nine months of a year of a full-time job that you're putting your time into. And I don't think that that's something that's intentional. I don't think that that would align with anyone's priorities. And so becoming aware of that, you know, you know, trying to wake up time, but like 
when you, when you can find the, the time, that kind of a time, like you were talking about out, you know, in the beginning of this discussion, using time, use t- using time that's like a non-standard business day, it's much more efficient. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much of our work that can be done outside of our normal work hours. Yeah. If you really want something, if you really want to prioritize something, there's, there's so much time that we're just not naturally looking at. Um, and I think if you invest in that time, I'm not sure if you've done the, if you've ever done the exercise of a, a penny doubled over the course of a mm-hmm. month. That's like, um, you know, would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather give you a penny a day and double it every day for a month? For a month. Yeah. And, and I think what we're, how we're, how it's more common to act is like that third day of doubling. Um, we're looking at that, you know, we doubled to four and we think, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we don't spend the time today because it's just four cents getting to eight. Right. But that's not the impact. That's mm-hmm. not the impact. At the end of your journey, you're missing out on the 5 million to 10. Yep. And I think if we operated more with just an awareness of that, the impact of how you spend your time isn't today versus yesterday or tomorrow. It's, it's today versus the last day of your journey. You know, it's the, and it, as you're growing, that could be a huge difference and starting to operate in that way. Um, and just realizing that, I think it just makes it uh, easier to, to, to act and, and make time for the, your priorities, whatever they are. That is absolutely true. And, and uh, man, you're, you're so good at, at uh, podcast interviews that you are actually answering questions before I'm asking them now. So you've already <laughs> segued me into my next, my next area that I want to talk about. Because, I mean, the, the thing you said is, is such a great you know, initial point because, but the, the question that I wanted to, I guess, pose to you is, you know, based on, on lessons learned as, you know, leading in companies and managing people and found, you know, creating startups and, and the lessons learned and failing fast and getting back up off the canvas type thing, you know, what are one or two lessons that you think would help somebody that's a little further behind you in the journey? Maybe so they haven't started, they just started a side gig, they're sitting in a cubicle about to bang their head on, a, on their keyboard, you know, say, I hate life and I, I got to do something else. So what are, I mean, that I love the, the one about, you know, intentionality with time, but what are, mm-hmm. what are one or two other things that you think would really be helpful to somebody? Um, I think, uh, you know, s- s- along the lines of uh, what I was talking about earlier, of putting yourself in the an environment you want to work in. Mm. I think, I think, if, if I can just focus on, on making sure that that's crystal clear, that that is an absolute um, point of advice of in, in your head right now, you have a thought, you have a dream of something that you want to be doing and you got to turn that into more than a thought. You got to figure out a way to just start, start small, spend an hour in that space, spend, you know, two hours, try and just, incrementally find ways to spend more time in that space and you will just naturally start working and figuring out that world. Um, and so, you know, I'd I'd say, you know, that's, that's one point of advice. I would say 
Um, it's, it's almost a word of caution, but it's, it's to talk you through this because you're gonna, you're gonna have this feeling and it's common for us to talk about, but even as I talk about finding more time and working more and working more hours, um, what comes up a lot in discussions is the feeling of burnout. Mm. You know, you're working so much that you hit this point of failure. And I would say just in advance of that, um, that we need to look at that differently you know, that's a point of failure. Uh, you know, it's wild to think about if you were to talk to people that went to the gym to not, to not go to a point of failure in reps, right. It's almost, it's, it's a desired place to get to. It's a, you rep until you fell because mm. the point of that is yep. you're going to be stronger the next time you're going to hit a point of failure. And as you start trying to find time and you start working is, instead of fearing getting to the point of failure and trying to avoid it is let yourself get there, hit your limit, like push yourself to a limit and step back, recover, rest. Um, but realize what just happened. You just pushed yourself to a limit. That the next time you get, get up and get after it, yep. you're going to be able to go a little bit further. And if you push, if you do that, like it's a, it's a real thing. Like you're going to build stamina and strength in the world that you're trying to be successful in. And so I, I would, I would just advise that don't fear hitting that point. Um, and you know, if you're up for it, desire to hit it, mm -hmm. you know, feel what that feeling is of pushing yourself to a limit where you just, you just, you just hit it. You're just like, I'm exhausted mentally, physically, whatever, whatever point it is. And, you know, I, I would mention that. And I, as a, as a potential third thing, I would, I would mention, I'd be remiss to not acknowledge my team, um, you know, business partner, the leaders that, you know, I work with the people that I work with in a trend in the trenches every day, who you work with matters, yep. who you put on your team, who you hire on your team. Um, that matters. Um, you need to be able to delegate judgment to other people on your team, because if you don't, you're going to be limited by your own limitations as a, as a company. And you don't want that. You want, you want to expand your limits. You want to grow. And so, so, so don't just let the people that you work with, you know, kind of let that just happen. However it comes and, you know, you be, be very intentional about who you're working with, who you're spending time with and um, realize that their capacity is really your, your capacity and, um, putting people in the right spots and positions is, is, uh, is important on that same note. It's just following that Jim Collins book, get them in the right seat on the bus. Um, yeah. it is so important, but man, I, I really appreciate you just taking time today just to share your story. And, and, um, it's almost been like a business consultation, you know, masterclass we've had in the last, you know, 30 minutes or so that we've been talking here, but, as we wrap up today, just uh, remind people the name of the book, and and I'm assuming it can be found on all the all the outlets, Amazon, um, other places. But uh, yeah. yeah, tell us about the name of the book, and then maybe the best place to find you online. Yeah, the the book is the Business Beast. It's on Amazon. Uh, if you just search for that, it'll pop right up. Um, I have a website, dirework.com, D-Y-E-R work.com. So that has a link to the book. You can reach out to me there. Any other links and ways you can connect with me can be found there. And uh, similar to talking to you, Kevin, I really enjoy, you know, even just talking to you. I feel like I'm learning. 
um, as I work with other people, I, I personally love it. So, you know, if, if, if you want to talk through some of your own personal challenges and reach out, like, I'd love to just have a conversation, you know, about what you're up against and, uh, you know, maybe learn from each other and find some, some successes. Well, Brian, I really appreciate that. Uh, that as I, I too, and live in this space. I mean, I've done this podcast for four years, completely pro bono, because I just, I love just the conversations around startups and businesses. And, and I, I kind of have a little, little hidden kind of craze. I, I love tiny houses too. So it's a, it's a <laughs> weird little obsession I've got going on, on the side, but uh, man, thank you again for just taking time today and, and really just sharing your story and playing your part and helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Brian, have a great weekend. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Have a great one. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.